You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, take your seats. I said take your seats. Class, sit. Shh. I swear you're all acting like a bunch of animals. <laughs> Pet Life Radio presents Teacher's Pet, where you'll learn how to understand and communicate with your pet and train them to be the best pet they can be. It's time to see the world from your pet's point of view. So give a tail-wagging welcome to your Teacher's Pet host, Sarah Wilson. Welcome to Teacher's Pet. This is Sarah Wilson on PetLifeRadio.com. Today we're going to talk about place because it is December 1st here in New Hampshire. It is 18 degrees out and we are not going to do anything outside today. Right now we are in our basement. Ben, our cat, and Pip are in attendance along with the wood-burning stove, so I'm a happy trainer. Place is a command that means go there, lay there, and stay there until I tell you otherwise. It's very useful in the kitchen when you have guests over, for dogs that are hysterical around the door. There are lots of good uses for it, and it's not hard to train. There are several ways to train, and I'm going to tell you about a couple of them. Everything works if you work it. If you practice with your dog, your dog will learn. So don't try to necessarily find the perfect way, because there may not be a perfect way, or there may be a perfect way for you and your dog, but it won't be the same for your neighbor. All right, so do something that makes sense to you and that you're willing to do, and then practice. That's what we're going to show. You're going to listen to me work with a young Italian greyhound puppy who's just learning, and that will tell you two things, how to work with a happy little toy breed and how hard it is for Sarah to actually train a dog and focus on that and talk to you guys at the same time. And then we're going to work Pip at a little more of an advanced level. But first, we're going to hear from our sponsors, and then we're going to be right back. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's Pet will be back in two shakes of a tail, right after recess. Attention, passengers. Please fasten your seatbelts, put your seatbags and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Pet Life Radio presents Travel Tales, the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet-friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. So, get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, Susan Sims and Nicholas Veslowski, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. 
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Pay attention, there may be a quiz later. Hi, welcome back. This is Sarah Wilson for Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. The way I taught place when I started out was I just put the dog on lead, I had a treat in my hand, I stood a few feet away from the bed, and I said place, and I lured them there, I lured them down into the down, I gave them the treat, I rewarded them, I repeated, and that works just fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I started to do recently is I started to ask myself, how can I get the dog to really want to go to the bed? So this is what I call TV training. You can get your dog, you can get the bed, you can get some treats, and you turn on the tube. I want you to put the bed right in front of where you're sitting, and I want you to just pay attention. And any time your dog's paw hits the bed, I want you to drop treat on the bed. I don't want you to look at the dog when you do this. I don't want you to say anything. I just want your dog to start thinking, boy, when I touch the bed, treats rain from the sky. Pretty soon, what you're going to have is a dog who is standing on the bed (laughs) saying, this is a great place to be. When this starts to happen, I want you to get up, lure the dog away, call them over to you, praise them, don't feed them, then go back and sit down. And the minute they put a paw on the bed, a treat falls from the sky. As soon as they are consistently putting a paw on the bed, then you start waiting until they put two paws or three paws. As soon as they're jumping onto the bed which probably won't be too long. Start taking the treat, luring them down into the down. Don't say down. Don't look at them again. Be really casual. You don't have to look away. Just don't make direct eye contact. I don't want the dog focused on you. You lure them down. The minute they down, you pop open your hand. There's the cookie. And you repeat. So you start with just the dog's paw causing the treat to fall. And within whatever amount of time, five minutes, five sessions, doesn't matter, Them lying down on the bed causes the treat to appear. The common problem you're going to have, and you're going to hear it in a second with the Italian greyhound puppy, is that pretty soon they won't get off the bed. All right, that's the right kind of problem to have, and don't sweat that. That's, you know, easy to fix and a great thing to happen. Don't worry about that. So what we're going to do now is I'm going to let you listen in on a little session I did. Here you go. And today we're going to do some work on place. We're going to start out working with an adorable little Italian greyhound who is visiting. And what I've done is I've set up her bed in my kitchen, which is tile, and I've gated it off so that the bed is the nicest place to be. For a lot of Italian greyhounds, comfort's number one, so you might as well weight things in your favor. Now, she's also sniffing around, which makes me think she might need to pee, so we're going to take a brief pause while we put papers down and give her a chance to go if she needs to. Just a second. All right, we're back, and she didn't pee, but the papers are down. Oh, good. Uh, I've got a chair in the kitchen and the bed, and I'm going to have to step on the bed to keep her from pushing it. But anytime she puts her paws on that bed, I'm going to drop something on it. Now, what I'm not going to do is stare at her or say anything at this point. If I stare at her, she's going to look at me and wonder what we're doing. Uh, I just want it to magically happen. Anytime her feet happen to touch the bed, a treat falls onto the bed. How fascinating. Now she's... oh. Oh, no. She can get through the gate. Unbelievable. (laughs) Sorry. She's really skinny. (laughs) Here, little bean. 
All right. She was trying to get to her trainer, who she loves. All right. She just came back and hopped onto the bed, and I dropped it. I'm going to drop food again. I didn't drop the bed, by the way. I dropped a treat. And I'm not looking at her. I'm going to wait for her to look away or wander off for a second. There she is. Food appears back on the bed. She starts to go, huh, tile's not so interesting. Oh, you've already done some nice work with her. Yeah, <laughs> the dime just dropped. And she looked at me and came over and lay down on the bed, which is perfect. So what I'm going to do is drop food between her feet as she lies there. But again, I'm not going to make contact with her. She just got up and left. I don't care. All I'm doing right now is conditioning the bed as a nice place to be. This is not a command. I'm just making an association. All right, now she's decided to play with the world's biggest nylabone. She's back, and if a paw touches the bed, oh, she gets a treat. She's now in a nice little play bow trying to figure it out. Beautiful. She hopped on the bed and lay down. Very nice. I will continue to reward that a little bit. Oh, she's off. That's fine. And she's back. Nice. And I'm looking off into the distance. She's trying to make eye contact with me. I ain't going to do it. It's about the bed, not about me. Nice. Good. She's holding it. Very nice. <laughs> She's so bright. What she just did is she sat up and then lay down and patted her feet going, excuse me, I just lay down. She's off the bed. She's looking at me. She's on the bed. Nice. All right. So this association is going just the way I want it to. Beautiful. She came onto the bed and she sat. Then she looked at me and she lay down. Beautiful. So now I'm going to start luring her off with a treat if she's lurable, but frankly, she's not. Because she goes, uh-uh, I like this bed place. It's good. It's comfortable. <laughs> and it's good. And again, she sat up and lay back down because she understands exactly what is being rewarded at the moment. Good. So what I'm going to start doing is rewarding her for holding it as opposed for her, uh, for her getting off of it. Now let's see what happens if I wander. All right, she wanders a little bit. Good. Excellent. She goes back, parks it on the bed. She gets a reward. I want her to think she's forcing me to give her cookies for lying on the... Good girl! Now she starts to get praise. Very nice. I am now about six feet away from the bed, and she's lying there like a little champ, going, I know this is the place I should be. What a good dog! You are so good! Yes, you are! Now my challenge is how do I get the bloody Italian greyhound off the bed? <laughs> These are the problems we trainers like to face! Hi, little girl. Hi. What a good dog. She ran over. She's saying hi. Now let, let us see. And she's off to the bed and sitting. And, oh, I'm going to, oh, good girl. I waited her out there because she gave me a little half bob of the head, which told me she was thinking about downing. She's off again and walking around, which is absolutely fine. Place. Good girl. So now what I'm going to do is when she's returning herself to the location, when she her feet touch the bed, I'm going to tell her place. She's sitting there looking at me. All right, she's off. Oh, she's really cute. Place. Good. What a good dog. That was so smart. You are just a smart little number. So by putting the bed in the kitchen where the floor is hard, I've really made it easy for her to choose this as a nice place to be. She's wandering around. She's back. Place. That's a good puppy. What a good puppy you are. Good. I started out sitting next to the bed, holding it with my toes so she didn't push it around. In place. Good girl. And once she started doing that well, which caught on very quickly because she's already had some good basics on this, I started walking around. Very good. Good girl. Uh, 
she's got her butt on the bed and her front off. I'm just going to remain quiet here and let her figure that out. Good girl. So what I did there is she guessed, and as I walked closer, she got up and she lay back down, but her butt was on, her front end was off. That's not what I want. So I just paused and got quiet, and she thought about it for a second, then she got up and lay down on the bed all the way, and now she's getting cookies for doing that. Whenever possible, I love to let dogs figure it out. Because from here, from this spot of her loving that location and getting rewarded for it, teaching her place is no big deal. Good, really good. That's going to be the end of this part as a beginning dog. And what we're going to do next is work with Pip. Sorry, the puppy just looked at me and downed. It was beautiful. It's not easy to get an ID to down on tile, and she just shot it at me. Good girl. On her own. Um, in any case, we're going to do Pip as an advanced place, sending her from more of a distance and working her with more distraction. Good girl! That was excellent! She walked off, she circled back, she lay down. That's perfect! That's so smart! <laughs> All right, so you see two things. Number one, how quickly the dog can start adding it up and making the leap and going to the bed to cause good things to happen and how hard it is for me to focus on the dog and focus on you guys at the same moment. So for right now, we're going to hear from our sponsors. Then we're going to be right back, and Pip and I are going to do some more advanced work. So stay tuned. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail, right after recess. There's nothing like a shaggy dog, baby. They're shagatelic. And this is the place to find out how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Oh, yeah. So stop by our pad every week and get switched on, baby. Switched on to the show that's all about attitude. Oh, behave. With your groovy host, pet edutainer Arden Moore. Yeah, baby, yeah. Every week on demand on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. Okay, welcome back to Teacher's Pet with Sarah Wilson on Pet Life Radio. We're here in the basement with Pip, and now we're going to work on two different pieces of place that people often have trouble with. The first is to get your dog to run back to place from various parts of the house, and the second is to get your dog to stay there. So let's begin with getting her to run back. I already have a dog who, if I stand five or six feet away from the place, I can point to the bed. Come here, Pip. Good girl. Place. Good. She hops in. And she lies down. Beautiful. What a good job that was. Good girl. So I'm going to grab some cookies here and reward her. Very nice. Good. And she's pawing at my hand as it arrives because she really, she knows what's coming and she loves it. So we're going to start this from different parts of the room. Okay. Good girl. Good. Sit. Wait. (laughs) All right. This is the classic place problem. She is looking like a race car driver waiting for the green light. This is the right kind of problem. Down. Wait. I'm going to put a piece of kibble on her bed. 
Now we're going to use kibble because I don't want something fabulous to be on the bed. I want something mediocre to be on the bed. And then I want you to give her something fabulous when she's there. That way you'll, you'll be able to fade the kibble pretty quickly and have her race there anticipating your treat. So she's down. We're about 10 feet away from the bed. Pip place. Good girl. Good. Very nicely done. She ate the kibble. She stood for a second and then she looked at me and lay down. Perfect. Good job. Good. That was really nice. Good job. Okay. Come on, Pip. Good. This time I'm going to pop her up on the stairs. Good girl. Go on up. Good girl. Wait. She's standing front feet on the bottom stair, back feet up, and Ben is commenting on all of this too. All right. So she's on the stairs. This is going to be interesting. She have to turn a corner. Pip place. <laughs> Good girl. That was awesome. I think you guys could hear the uh, crashing through the food dishes, the sound of paws skidding onto the canvas. Now she actually did not even bother to take the kibble that I'd left for her, the one piece of kibble I'd left for her. She just leapt onto the bed, spun around and down. And I've walked back a few times now and given her treats between, good girl, between her paws. Now why did I praise her there? Because she went from the sphinx position She popped herself over onto one hip, which usually means uh, the dog is staying put. Very nice. Very nice. That was so pretty. That was really good, sweetheart. Good job. Good girl. Okay, let's do that one again. That was fun. Going to send her up the stairs. Up. Back. Good. Wait there. (laughs) All right, so I was sending her up to the landing, and she doesn't want to go to the landing because she can't really see the bed from the landing, but too bad she's on the landing because that's life. All right, that piece of kibble is still there from before. (laughs) She is now in the play bow position saying, please send me, please. This is the kind of thing you want to build. So she loves going to place. Pip, place. Beautiful. Good job. She ran down the stairs, ran over the bed, lay down, and looked at me with big bright eyes. That little pause there was me giving her a couple of treats. These are good treats. She's getting some freeze-dried lung. (laughs) Good girl. Lung does not cause the same tummy upset that liver can for some dogs, but use whatever your dog likes. If they like carrots or apples or kibble, whatever floats their boat. There's nothing magic. And the little laugh I gave there in the praise was because she looked at me and popped over on one hip because she's so bright, and she figured out that also causes really good treats to appear. So we seem to have a good send, and you get the idea. You're going to start pretty close to the bed. You're going to let your dog see you put a piece of kibble on the bed. If your dog won't contain themselves in the face of that, have someone else hold them or just tether them to something nearby. Uh, Leave them on leash and tether them so that they can't race to the bed. Then you go back you untether them, and you tell them place, and they should rush rush back to get the kibble. You are following close behind. You use a better treat to either lure them or reward them if they're already down, and pretty soon you get a dog that races back to the bed on cue, flips around, slams into a down, and parks it, which is great. Now, let's take a second to talk about what you can use for place. It really doesn't matter. You could send them to their kennel, If you're using a plastic kennel, you could take it apart and teach them to go to the bottom half first because if the top is off of it, it makes it a little bit simpler. And these days we use zip ties to close um, plastic kennels because it just makes it so quick. Although some of the companies have made really easy open and close kennels. 
I like these little raised beds. I think they're called dura beds. I like the raised ones because it makes it very clear when the dog's stepping off of it. But for years, I just used a blanket or whatever we had. So it doesn't have to be fancy. Don't think you have to wait and go out and buy something new. You don't. Use what you've got. If you are buying a bed, you might want to think about one with a raised edge or one of the soft beds with the uh, bolster around it because any sort of barrier makes it very clear for the dog uh, what's expected of them. So here we have a dog who's lying in place in a very relaxed manner, completely at ease. So the next thing we're going to work on are the four D's. The four D's of any sort of stationary command are duration, distraction, distance, and diversity. Duration, how long the dog stays in the position. Distraction, what's going on around the dog. Distance, how far you are away from the dog, how independent the behavior is. And then diversity, where you're doing it. Can they do it in a variety of locations or are they really area specific? The first things you work on are duration and distraction. All right, those are the two. You stay close to the dog and you work up length of time the dog stays in the place. And can they stay in the place when you drop food, when you drop toys, when the kids are running in and out, when the doorbell rings, right? These are big challenges. And until you have those set, don't start leaving them alone in place. We always want to do distance first. It's the last thing you should do. You can start diversity really early, but anytime you add a new D, you drop the other ones down. Meaning, if I move this bed to a different location, then I stay very close and I use short duration, little distraction, no distance to make sure that she understands. If she doesn't, I help her to understand, I help her to generalize, and then we go on from there. So anytime you go someplace new with your dog, expect their responsiveness to drop a little bit because they may be confused. All right, you are so good. She is so pretty. Yes, you are. You are so pretty. What a good dog. Very nice. So what we're going to do first is we're going to use some toys because those are always hard for Pip. She's a toy monger. She's in place. I've got my dog on my right, the toy on my left. I don't care which one's which, but I want to make sure my body is in between so that when I drop the toy on the ground, good, what a good job. My body is between the dog and the toy, so that if we've done lots of mine work, which Pip and I have, she understands not to blow past me to get to what she wants, and that helps her to succeed. Good. That was very good. With distraction, in general, the farther away you are, the less distracting it is. So with toys, I'll start six to eight feet away. Uh, maybe your dog has to be ten feet away, but... That's You don't want to start close, especially if you've got a tennis ball crazy dog. But she's been doing really well, so I'm right up next to her. She sees the toy. I drop it. Good girl. Not only did she not go for it, but she didn't even look away from me. She's like, I got this. All right, I'm kicking it past her. The toy just rolled under the bed. And good, you're doing so well. You are doing so great. Yeah, I know. You're so good. So I'm going over to fuss with her a bit. This is one of the things that people forget to do with duration commands, is that they start it, and then they forget to go back and praise the dog for doing it right. They go a distance, they're like, place, place, stay, stay. Good girl. Okay. Good girl. She just grabbed the toy and brought it to me. Very nice. We're not doing that. Pip, place. Good. <laughs> one jump. <laughs> 
One stride, one hop, down into the bed, flips around into the down position. Very nice. All right, she's back. Now we're going to try a ball, a tennis ball. And I'm kicking it around, playing a little soccer with it. She's moving around, seeing if she lost a kibble, but I'm not going to say anything to her. I'm not going to say anything to her. It's her good girl. Very nice. It's her job to figure out whether she's going to get off the bed, at which point I would send her back with very little fuss or muss, or down. She chose to down, so she got praised. But I'm not going to micromanage her here. If she stands up, I don't say anything. She doesn't get rewarded. She doesn't get corrected. When she lies down, she gets praised and gets a treat, and it's pretty simple for her to figure this out. All right, I'm playing soccer with the tennis ball. And nothing. Good girl. That was excellent. So you start nice and easy. You start with distractions. Now I'm going to do some duration. I'm not going to actually do a lot of it because you don't want to really hang out on the radio all that time because it's like, you know, watching paint dry. But get a book, watch TV, talk to a friend, do whatever. But stay close enough that if your dog gets up, you can send them back. Now there's several ways to get a dog back into place if they get up. Here are a couple of my favorites. If they already know what pointing to place means, feel free to point without comment and then simply praise and reward them when they are there. So they get no entertainment, no reward, no particular amount of attention for getting up and they get lots of attention and lots of reward for being there. Pretty easy choice. The other one, if I've got a dog who is not quite as controlled yet, is I'll leave a lead on the dog, and then I'll just guide them back. I'll walk them back, I'll guide them onto the place, I'll guide them into the down, and I'll leave them. Again, without comment, because the leash already said it. You don't need to do anything else, and you don't need to make it a big deal. The third is to tell them, place. <laughs> oh, good girl. Why the laughter? Because I was sitting here petting her. I gave her the double tap, which also is our release command. And she got up. And when I said P-L-A-C-E, she hopped back on the bed and looked at me because she's adorable. Whoop. Okay, we're, we're playing with the toy. So it's not that she doesn't want the toy. It's that she likes place better. Whoops. She. <laughs> Very nice, honey. Good job. I love a nice, happy working dog. That's my favorite thing in the world. So she is joyful and relaxed and having a great time. But I let her throw that little football in the air one more time. And Pip, leave it. Place. Good. Nice. And she left it instantly, ran over, hopped into a spot. Excellent. It's all I want from her. So you get the idea here, right? It's not hard to teach your dog to run to place. It's not hard to teach your dog to love your place location. And it's not hard to start building up a really solid place command by working the four Ds carefully and a little bit at a time. So have fun with this, all right? Now I'm going to read you a question that came in, I think last week on place, from our message boards at mysmartpuppy.com. So just a second and I'll go get that question. Okay, here we go. This is the question from KY and Sunny on our message board. Teaching place. How do you teach a dog to go to her spot or place? I want to teach Sunny to go to her blanket when company comes or we're eating dinner. She'll go when I lead her, but I can't seem to cross the bridge to telling her place and have her go away from me if I'm occupied. Is this a trick only brilliant savant dogs can do, or am I missing something? How do you reward a dog for going away? Well, you know what I'm doing right now, which is putting a little piece of kibble down and sending them. But let's hear from three other trainers, all of whom are successful teaching place, so you guys can see there's no one right answer and lots of things work if you work it. Here we have something from Nature Painter. 
I teach it by first luring the dog onto his bed as I say place, then getting him uh, onto his bed and to lie down when I say place. Then I go to saying place and running with the dog to their bed. When they get there, I praise and reward them for getting on the bed. After a few reps like that, I say place and run to the bed, then hold the treat in my fist on the bed until they lie down. Then I open my hand so they can get it. After you do that for a number of reps, you should be able to start moving to the bed with the dog and then letting the dog run ahead of you to the bed. From there, you move to gradually increasing the distance the dog goes on his own, starting from nearby and moving farther away, with you moving to it first. The second one is from Pooch Professor, and she says, Nature Painter's advice is spot on, and I agree. Here's something I will also do, which works well if you only have one dog and not an especially hungry cat. Pick a place or bed you want to be the dog's primary place, which in your case can be in the kitchen or just outside it. Use this one place until they've got it. Then you can retrain, which won't take long, to other places. In my house, place means find the nearest dog bed and lie down. There are multiple dogs, and I find that multiple beds make life easier. Put a delicious treat on the bed when your dog is not looking and leave it. Do this sporadically throughout the day. It's okay if the dog sees you, but try to do it when the dog doesn't see you too. Your dog will wander by the bed and find the goodie. You do not have to be present. After this has happened multiple times over the course of a few days, Sunny will start seeking out this area because good things tend to happen there. Once you notice her nosing around the bed on purpose, start adding the command and then taking a treat to her while she's on the bed. Eventually, as Nature Painter suggests, only reward when she's lying down on the place. So, a totally different approach, a lot more casual, but just as effective. And then we hear from TKW, and she says, I do what both Nature Painter and Pooch Professor say, plus I'll modify the running to the bed by stopping three quarters of the way and just waiting to see if the dog throws himself on the bed. If they do, I continue in reward. Over a few days, staying back farther, asking them to go on their own from farther away. Don't forget, you will want to work on distance, how far away you get from them while they're in place, time, how long you ask them to stay, and distractions separately. I tend to work on time first, then distance for a few seconds, then distraction. Then I'll add it all together, working on whatever holes I find as I go. The reward given between the paws on the bed as opposed to feeding from the hand. Now that's a really good point. I always drop the food on the bed because I don't want the dog focused on my hand or getting up to come to me in order to get the reward. I want the reward to be associated with the location, not with me approaching the location. So these are three slightly different approaches, all of which work. These are three wonderful professional trainers. So... Find what works for you, tweak it a little bit in the way that makes sense to you and your dog, then have fun with it. And if you do that, I'm betting you're going to have place before the holidays hit us. And if you need me, write me at sarah at petliferadio.com or come and visit us at mysmartpuppy.com. Have a wonderful week, and I'll talk to you next week, okay? This is Sarah Wilson signing off from Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. And remember, any dog can be a teacher's pet. Schools in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.